Welcome to another episode of Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. On this week's podcast, we speak to a man who started his career at Aberdeen. He had a spell down south of Hull City before moving to the Highlands in 1997, specifically Ross County, and he'd stay with the Staggies for a seven-year spell, making 183 appearances in the process, scoring four goals too. And it was brilliant to see last week on the Staggies archive on Twitter, celebrating the 24th year anniversary of the signing of Kenny Gilbert. A lot of love for Kenny Gilbert amongst the Ross County supporters. Of course, he patrolled that midfield with Stevie Ferguson back in the day. He went on to have a spell at Devon Vale and Elgin City as well. In fact, he combined playing and coaching roles at Princess Royal Park and Borough Briggs. I really enjoyed my time in Kenny's company last week recording this one. I'm sure you'll have a blast as well. So sit back and enjoy the next hour or so in the company of Kenny Gilbert. Delighted to welcome on to the podcast this week, uh, former Ross County legend, Kenny Gilbert. Kenny, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Loving lockdown and uh, I'm uh, looking forward to getting back to work, hopefully 5th April this year. Aye, I was going to, well, most of the the, the guests I've had on the podcast, Kenny, that normally the first question is, how is lockdown treating you? How's lockdown life for you? Oh, it's it's weird. I mean, it's now we're, we're just looking at it today. It's, it's probably it's been a year. Although I did go back to work at the tail end of the year for for probably six weeks or something like that um, within office. But no, it's been strange. Yeah, good to start with, I guess, because you get to spend time at home and um, new things. You're having your meetings by um, teams and stuff. It's like, oh, maybe we can. Yeah, this, is, this is actually okay. And then the kids then go back to school and you're thinking, no, no, this isn't okay. And you've got to try and homeschool kids and do meetings. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's time for them to go back. Aye, I think that, um, I think we're needing a bit of normality. I mean, I was very lucky. Well, I was on furlough for a couple of weeks just there and and I was homeschooling and I was pulling my hair out towards the end of it. And I, I was very lucky to go back to work. And then the kids went back to school, and I mean, it's it's been a godsend, you know, just to get back to that, you know, that wee kind of wee bit of normality in our life, you know. But I'm, I suppose yeah. you'll be the same. You're just wanting a kind of bit of normality back. Oh, de- definitely. Um, yeah, my wife's a type one diabetic, so she's just got her vaccine actually today. Okay. The first one. So in a couple of weeks, the kids will will go back to school, and um, we'll we'll get half normality, I guess, until we can. She's a um, against teacher here in Aberdeen, so okay. she's not back to work yet. So we can in, uh, try and enjoy some um, home working with we know kids for a couple of weeks. I think we'll probably get before the the school holidays come, and then we'll all go back to work. Aye, well, fingers crossed that uh, it comes around pretty soon. Um, Kenny, we're going to take a, a a look back at your career, a career that started. In Aberdeen, of course, we're going to talk about Ross County because you have a, a, a big connection with with the Staggies and also your time at Elgin City towards the end of your career as well. But as I touched on there, um, Aberdeen um, boy, you started your career out uh, at Aberdeen Football Club. I'd imagine being a, a local ladder, you know, a bit of a dream come true, starting out at, at your local club. 
Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I was an Aberdeen supporter, obviously through the the, the great times, and was uh, stood in the road up beside Murdo's pub to watch them come back with the the Cup Winners' Cup in in '83. And uh, yeah, it was a dream come true. I, I, I supported Aberdeen all my life, and I trained with them when I was a kid, and was lucky enough to to get asked to to join them when I, I left school and. Yeah, I, I played one game in the, the first team against Coventry. We got hammered 5-1 in, in the tall ships game that you, they used to have annually at Pitodi. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did. I, I did. Uh, I lived the dream. I played one game, but one game was uh, it was what I, I had dreamt about. And, yeah, it was good. Absolutely. I mean, just to get that to pull on the shirt, play at the home ground, that's what we all dream of. And so when are we when are we talking then? When did you kind of sign terms with Aberdeen? Is it towards the uh, late 80s, early 90s? Aye, 90s. Alex Smith. It was Alex Smith. The, the, the good story behind this. It was Alex Smith's first um, S-form signing for Aberdeen. At the, at the same time, his first... I was actually his first signing, but because I wasn't playing the first team, obviously... Theo Snelders was his first first team signing. Okay. Scott Booth was his first um, signing um, onto the onto the books, and then I was his first S form signing. So, yeah, it was uh, a really really uh, exciting period, and you got looked after so so well from a small small team. Looking back then, there there was the the manager there was a uh, jockey Scott was co manager, and there was mm-hmm. a coach through Jarvie. And then Neil Cooper came along, and that was it. And then they ran the club, they ran all the the players, the reserves, the youths, the first team. And there was Barbara, and um, I can't remember um, the other guy's name. And there was Ian Target, who was the secretary. And that was it. And it was uh, <laughs> it was frightening when you look at it now how how many people are involved involved in the old organisation. So nineteen, you mentioned. Theo Snelders there, of course, um, went on to to become a a legend in that Scottish Cup win uh, for Aberdeen back in 1990. I don't mean to uh, to poke fun, but that was 31 years ago. The last time Aberdeen won that. <laughs> um, we did uh, we did speak to a former teammate of yours actually last year, Big Brian Irvin, who had a pivotal uh-huh. part to play in that final stroke and home the penalty. But you've you mentioned you know Theo Snelders there. Brian Irvin was around the club at the time. Willie Miller, Alex McLeish. Um, later on, of course, you know, um, again another guy we've had on the podcast, Big Duncan Shearer, arrived on yeah. the scene as well. A lot of a lot of big personalities, a lot of big yeah. hitters as well in that squad. What was that squad like then, um, in terms oh, of those those characters and uh, around the place? How were they? It, it, it was amazing. When you really, um, when I look back on it, and I always you always critique yourself, and uh, I look back. I left Aberdeen when I was nineteen twenty to go to Hull, and I look back and and you see kids breaking into teams now. If you're good enough, sixteen, seventeen, if probably more popular is about eighteen, nineteen, twenty. And I look back and I, and I and I critique myself and why I didn't get into the team when I was that young because uh, I, I I thought I was good enough because I came through the ranks as a captain at Aberdeen, Scotland schoolboys, all that. And, um, and I look at the players and I think Jim Bett, Brian Grant, yeah. um, we, we took in the Dutch guys, Theo Tenka, Peter van de Ven. And then I think 
that's probably why he didn't get in the team because you were there was internationals in, um, playing in Aberdeen at that time and it was but it was it was amazing for me to be able to train with these guys, play with them in the reserves. It was yeah, you've mentioned you've missed um, Stuart McKimmy was a Oh, yes, yeah. A legend. He, he scored against the world champions, uh, Argentina, Hamden. It's, and the, these guys, but they were so humble. He, I guess I was at the end of Willie's time. Willie never was really a player when I came onto the scene, but yeah. uh, he he was, our, he was, he then became the youth coach, which was, uh, he was brilliant. And for, for a young kid to play for Willie Miller at that stage of his career, it was unbelievable. He's a, he still is, in my eyes, an Aberdeen legend. He could do no wrong, although he maybe has done something <laughs> since then. But no, Willie was brilliant for the for the youths. He brought us on. Um, he, he he gave us that. He gave us his desire to win every game. I mean, even in training, if you were slack with your passing and stuff, Willie would be all over you, and it, it really it, it it set good standards for when you're 15, 16 years old. It, it only bodes well for your future. Well, you mentioned there earlier, you know, standing watching the, the Cup Winners Cup Parade, you know, then, you know, maybe fast forward seven, eight years, then you're, you're working alongside Willie Miller. Of course, he was the captain that lifted the, the trophy that uh, famous night. I mean, that must have been, you know, we talked about, you know, dream come uh, true stuff earlier on, but, you know, that must be kind of pinch your, yourself moment yeah. you know, working with Willie Miller. Having watched Def, the, the I, trophies, I still, I still got shivers down my spine now thinking about it. I mean, Wally would sometimes, if we were st- standing at the bus stop after training, um, about uh, at half three or whatever, he would give us a lift in in, in the town to get the bus and stuff. And it was like Wally Miller. It was like, oh my god! Like we were in the car and we we're, were scared to speak to him because he was like God for us back then. And, and, and even Big Alec, Big Alec was really good with the with the, the young kids. He was so encouraging, and and I've missed Charlie Nicholas there. Yeah. To to be in a environment where Charlie and David Dodds, these guys, although David Dodds maybe isn't the, the the biggest name to play for Aberdeen, he was really really good with the kids, and, and he went on to have a great uh, coaching career. Also, we we Rangers, albeit, but. Um, but when you look back in Charlie Nicholas, Hans Hillhouse, these guys, and you actually trained with them sometimes. It was it was it was good good times to look back on. You mentioned uh, well, you mentioned several, you know, household names. I feel like not just around Scottish football that time, but but still in Scottish football, you know, Jim Bay. I mean, what a classy midfielder he was. I remember him, you know, later on in his career, turning out for my own my own club Hearts. But um, I mean, I still a, a classy operator. Uh, at that stage in his career, who was it then you kind of um, took example from? Who was it that kind of stood out when you're training alongside these guys that that um, that kind of stood out and, and tried to replicate some of their game? Well, hey, I would still be here now if I was trying to replicate Jim Bet because um, he was just, <laughs> but but he 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 was the best player that I've ever, and in training wise, he 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 was amazing, and I was felt so lucky that he. He, when he was coming to his end of his career, he played some reserve games because watching him do it with right foot, left foot, uh, anything he could. That nowadays people, uh, some players like do a pass and they don't look where it's going, and um, they're they're in awe of it on the TV. Jaza, as we used to call him, he done it every day in training. He would fire things and he'd be looking the the other way and he would be sending a pass into somebody 
to be through on goal. His vision was just, uh, it was on a different level. But the the other guys, um, because Aberdeen was uh, um, famous for bringing on their, their youngsters, not just for through uh, Alex Ferguson, but Alex Smith took through a lot of youngsters, like Ian Jess, Scott Booth. Yes. The, these, these guys were, they ended up being first-team regulars within two years. It was it was it was encouraging to see, but but they were on a different level. I mean, Jess and Booth were were the top, and um, Stephen Wright, top class uh, youngsters, um, internationalists at, at a young young age. Yeah, of course, both uh, well, Jess uh, certainly went on to have a, a good career down south as well. I know that Scott Booth had a, um, some time abroad as well. Um, you yeah. mentioned earlier on um, that you that you move to Hull. Hull City on loan, uh, January 1996. Uh, there was uh-huh. a kind of relationship between Aberdeen and Hull at the time because Aberdeen had just just signed Dean Windass. Um, yeah. you, you moved to Hull. Um, you're there. Well, just before your your time with Ross County, you're there for just uh, just under a year. What were your experiences like down with with Hull City in the what's now is it League Two now? Is it the the, the division then? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think they would, they would have been in the old League One, and mm-hmm. then we got relegated. That. That first year I was, it was actually it spanned kind of two seasons um, that I was there. We got relegated um, that first season, so then we went into what is now the League Two. But yeah, it was it was it was brilliant. It was a it was a total change. I mean, uh, uh, back then Aberdeen never had great facilities for training or anything. But when you went when we went to Hull, it was even worse. It, it was the typical dog shit on the, the training field that you had to get off before you started training but it was a good bunch of boys I learned lots um, I wouldn't say the coaching was um, out of this world but I was learning from seasoned pros, I was playing first team football, that's what I craved I, I, to, I was at an age where I'd always been at the top end of stuff when I was a, even starting at the, the primary school boys in Aberdeen I was always at the, the top end and went when I had went two, three years without playing regular first team, it was like uh, it was time for me to get that. And um, I went to Hull. Um, after my first game, we played Rotherham at home. I came on sub, and uh, I, I actually I, I had a shot, and I'm, I'm not famous for my goals, but uh, I had a shot in this thing up the crossbar. And um, the the on the, the Monday morning, they, they signed me, uh, signed on a, a two-year deal. So I must have done all right in my first game, um, but yeah, it was it was good to get away, get some get some first team football, play with seasoned pros, learn so much. I was a uh, uh, Warren Joyce was there, who's also went on to be he was a Man U coach and he's been Wigan manager. He's at Salford, I think now, but he was our he wasn't our captain actually. Gregor Abbott was a captain, and he also went on to be manager at Carlisle, I think. And, um, Bobby Davidson, it's an old name. You won't, you're too young to remember him, but he played up front for Leeds, Sheffield United, um, amongst others. But seasoned pros that, that that knew the game, it was it was a good experience. Like I said, there. I mean, obviously Aberdeen signed Dean Windass from Hull just before you know you went down. Was there any opportunities in Scotland, or or was that you know that something that you wanted to do? You know, go down south, something completely different. Yeah, it's, it's, to be honest, it's, it, it, it isn't something I, I ever um, really pushed. I was, I was, it was close to the first team. I was training with the first team all the time, um, 
I never went in and chapped the manager's door to 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 look for something. It was just an opportunity. It happened. Dean had come up here. Hull had obviously done a deal. They were also looking for some um, players, and it just just so happened that um, my name came up. Uh, I played in a position that they looked to fill, so it, it, it just happened. So you get some game time down uh, in Hull, and and get you know get first team action underneath your belt. Uh, the opportunity to come back to Scotland though arises February 1997, um, where you join Ross County, and of course there'll be, you know, many Ross County fans. In fact, I'm, I'm sure I seen on Twitter last week. Did you have a birthday last week? No, it was my um, anniversary signing for Ross County. Ah, that's yeah. <laughs> so there was a thing on there was a thing on Twitter, yeah, seen uh, and uh, and of course there was a lot of a lot of. Uh, love for Kenny Gilbert, still amongst the Ross County fans. So you, you joined Ross County in, in February 1997. Uh, you mentioned him earlier on there. He's involved uh, you know, in your time at Pataudry, but I'm assuming that you know Neil Cooper is a, a big factor in your decision to, to join Ross County. Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, to be honest, uh, uh, things at Hull had changed in, in that 18 months. I mean, the club was in dire straits. I think they were in dire straits when I went there, but they never told me that. But they, it got to the stage where we were, we weren't getting paid and stuff like that. And it was just, it was time for me to move because the, the writing was on the wall and um, the manager was getting under severe pressure. And so um, there was a few a few clubs sniffing around and um, I spoke to Roy McGregor and who then put me on to, to Neil and I didn't really, didn't take much convincing to be honest because mm-hmm. like Neil played in my position, well, the position that I love playing in the centre midfield, he he was my hero as a, as a kid. He played in that role where you would go around, nowadays you would get called a thug, I guess, you'd go around kicking folk and giving a ball to the, the, the guys that can play. But yeah, when, when Neil came, and asked me to go and play and it was yeah it was a no-brainer and I guess Roy uh, I was probably his easiest deal to ever do I was just wanting to get back get back up play first team football and try and be part of the because it, it was a big sell Roy selling the club to us because it, for me there was a Highland League club I, 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 I never even knew really they, they were part of the league and but they had they had done great things and and but Roy's, this was, I think, his first five-year plan that he had. He's, he's had a few since then. <laughs> and um, it, it was it was, it was one young guys that had been at, um, had, had a good breed. They'd been at good clubs. They had been taught the right way to play football. They, they lived the right way. He wanted to get them, as much of them together, but you couldn't do it with all young kids. So it was a mix of experience in, in youth and then trying, let's get Ross County up the leagues. It was a pipe dream at the time, but hey, he's done it on some. Exactly, exactly. So 1997 then, of course, you're, Ross County are a, a third division club. And as you say, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, you know, to try and, and get the club up through the divisions as well. Uh, moving to, to Dingwall then, because we've spoken to one of your um, one of your, your fellow uh, Kalboki residents, Stevie Ferguson, on the podcast before. Um, it made sports scene. I mean, it's a, a clip that goes around on YouTube quite often of the Kalboki Seven. Um, how was the? How was moving to? I was going to say moving to Dingwall, but of course it was Kalboki. How was moving to the Highlands and and that Kalboki farmhouse? 
Well, I, I think the, the 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 good thing about it was we were all young. Well, it was five to start with. It was it was myself, Roy McBain, Stephen Ferguson, Jerry Farrell, and um, Kevin Morgan, the goalie from Aberdeen. The, that was our first five. Then Gary Wood came, Tom Callahan. I think they, that made it up to seven for the, the TV, but. Well, we're all in the same um, position. We wanted to play, we wanted to be footballers and um, Ross County gave us the opportunity to do that. We got chucked to a few hotels. That's why we ended up in Koboki. So, um, yeah, it was it was a different experience. I'd been kind of used to it because I'd been away from home, been at Hull. But for the guys, they'd never been used to cooking and um, fending for themselves. So it was, yeah, it was a shock for for some who was the, the cooker and the cleaner then? Did you have a, did you all get a Well, to be home? honest, we we, we we done a lot individually, right? Because hey, there there was no cliques, but there was I was me and Roy and Kevin Morgan, we were from Aberdeen. Spergie was from Edinburgh and Jerry, they they came up in the same car. So like they Fergie and Jerry used to share, and uh, me and Roy used to share and we gave Kevin his own room. So we kind of done everything in, in kind of team. We didn't all, I wouldn't say we 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 done one meal and everybody sat doing an edit. We just done, we kind of done our own thing back then. But I'm assuming though that, I mean, even, I mean, okay, there's there's um, a group of you guys in that, you know, in, in close um, proximity to each other, you know, you're living with each other, if you like. Okay, that's, that's a, a group of, uh, just a group, within the squad as well, but that'll bring kind of, you know, a great for team bonding, you know, and you're, you're basically living with each other, learning everything about each other. And you, you've, you know, I've obviously mentioned, you know, Stevie Ferguson went on to, to play for many years for the club, very successful yeah. to Roy McBain yeah. as well, you know, so that, that helped kind of garner that, um, that, 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 that closeness, that uh, team spirit, if you like. Yeah, de- definitely. And uh, I, I missed one there. How could I miss this one? Uh, Nicky Walker, um, because uh, although Nicky wasn't a young boy, uh, just wanted first team football, he was, he he was. Uh, I can't really um, emphasize how big it was for for Nicky to come. He was just doing it for fun. I mean, he 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 was working in Walkers. Then he would come and get to training in the morning. But that was the, such a big um, influence Nicky was on on all of us. But. Um, I can't remember your oh no. yeah it, it maybe seems like having five six seven years um, would give you a, a good nucleus for a Saturday but if I'm being honest we didn't I mean I was lucky enough me and Fergie always kind of we played if we were fit but we didn't all always play and so the kind of although we, we were training together during the day and then training with the guys at night time. There, there was a lot of animosity to begin with because you had the part-time guys, full-time guys. To start with, we all full-time guys would play on a Saturday for obvious reasons. We were training together. We could do some structure. But as time went on and um, loss of form or whatever, we didn't always play. And it, it, it kind of, it, there was a lot of animosity to begin with with the part-time and full-time setup. But as it evolved... Hey, we became a full-time club pretty quickly, if I'm being honest. So, yeah. but the, and you can see why why the guys hey, they 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 got Ross County to this position, and then there there was a phasing out, and it has to happen. You'll know yourself, and and every if you want to 
evolve and get better, you need to move with the times and not everybody can play forever and I know that myself. So there, there was like a change in the guard. There was still some of my Bobby's, Wilson's guys there that, and, mm-hmm. and they didn't, Neil, them and Neil didn't always see eye to eye, but we were Neil's boys and it wasn't, it wasn't plain sailing, I can tell you that. Or, or the, the, the nights we had in the Kalboki or maybe on a Tuesday or a Wednesday were, were nights that we needed just to, to chill and remember that we were all together. In terms of then, I mean, you mentioned there, you know, professionalism that, you know, the, the club gets more professional, if you like, as the, as the years tick on. And of course, we all know uh, the level that Ross County now are at. But in terms of those early years, uh, you know, Neil, it looked like to me, Neil was, was, was gathering his, you know, his boys, if you like, pulling together a, a real good squad and, and success would follow as well because Ross County clinched the, the third division title in season 98-99 as well. Uh, talk to us about that that success then. Is, you know, things, could you feel and sense things building behind the scenes and on the park as well and success was around the corner? I, th- I think so. I think um, with the, 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 due to the fact that the, the chairman was very, very persistent, it, we were, it was going to happen. It was just um, when it would happen because it didn't happen the first couple of years that, that, that we were... We started off in the adventure because, for one reason or another, we, we just weren't good enough. We had a lot of young players. We 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 tended to buy um, players from the same division uh, to to try and get us out of that division. It didn't work to start with. There was players that just whether they they were good enough or not. They just it was it was a big. It was a number on your back when you came and played for Ross County because in that in those days we were seen as a, the club that um, would pay that a little bit extra just to try and get success and it never worked and um, so I think we, we kind of we tried to go a bit more back to basics and we we got more professional we got more players full time and then as that happened we, we we grew as a squad and I think that then in turn made it easier. For us to to then take take it to the next level, we started when we were getting players that were from the level above rather than, than the same level. So it, it, it made it yeah the club start you could you could see it starting to grow, but it, it, it certainly didn't happen right at, at the beginning. Talk to us about that third division triumph then, because uh, and as I say, ninety eight ninety nine you you clinched that third division title, right. uh, very famous when it break and secured the, the title. Um, yeah. a great feeling to, to wrap up that the title that season oh, un- unbelievable and it's so ironic me, me and Fergie um, obviously if you've talked to Fergie he'll probably have told you a story but, but friends forever we, we were warriors in, in that midfield together I let him take all the glory while I, while I, I kicked everybody and got booked but <laughs> <laughs> um, the last game at Breakin I I, uh, my eye was, I had already had a, an eye condition. So mm-hmm. Neil, uh, Neil Cooper asked me to play in that game because we only, I think we needed a win or a point. But anyway, we needed something from the game to win the league. Fergie, the week previously, had his jaw uh, wired up because of an incident in Edinburgh. So, mm-hmm. And when, when it came to that last game, his, his mainstay guys weren't, well, I was there, but Fergie wasn't in. We had won the trophy. Mark, I remember 
the goal that won us the game, big Mark Harrow, his left or right leg, I can't remember, but this big thing just um, stretched out in the box, put a, from a corner, managed to get it over the line, and that was it, we, 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 we won the game. But it was a strange feeling because I obviously elated at getting promotion, but we, I went home to Aberdeen, Fergie went uh, to Edinburgh, and the, the North boys got on the bus, and then they, they were the ones that could probably enjoy it more than we did. And that, that kind of... Um, it annoys me a little bit that we were still a little bit fragmented back then mm-hmm. whereas nowadays obviously if the guys had won anything they're all together we were still we were still that um, we were still that part time part of about us uh, yeah. back then but winning that winning that was an unbelievable feeling that having worked all season and, and got your award at the end of it was, was brilliant now it's it's pretty rapid the the success after that. Obviously, the the club go up uh, in the, the the automatic promotion spots the, the following season in the the second division or League One if you want to call it uh, in current yeah. day money. And then I mean within what within you know a season your 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 first division football or you're playing first division football as well. That must have been a, again another uh, an amazing achievement to and you can see that you know Roy McGregor's plan if you like you know starting to. To come true, yeah, yeah, and you just mentioned some names of players that we were getting. Uh, although this was probably third third division, but Mark Hatley's played for Ross County. John Hewitt's played for Ross County. Um, as you say, Brian was there for for a, a lot of years. Um, uh, and Derek Ferguson. These sort of guys were names that were were coming up. They were travelling to to Dingwall to play for Ross County. So. It, it it started to not take much convincing to get players to be part of what, what we were. And like you say, we got to the, the first pretty quick. And even in, in our first year in that first division, we're playing against the likes of Falkirk, Airdrie, Park Thistle, Hamilton, these sort of teams where we'd never done before. And we were, Air United was a big one because Ian McCall, I, th- I think, was their manager. And uh, they had Yogi Hughes, uh, Pat McGinley, these sort of guys, they they were they were like the Ross County or the First Division because they they had gotten guys in, paid them some good money, and they were looking to get out into the Premier. Yep. But we we done well in there in, in our first couple of years there, and we, we were pretty unlucky. And I, I remember league reconstruction happened one year, and, and Airdrie got some points deducted, and we we finished like third or something. If you if you if you exclude some point deductions from Airdrie and stuff, we we done well. We held our own in that league early doors. You mentioned there; it's interesting. I haven't, I haven't really talked about him with anyone there. You mentioned Mark Hately there. Now he played what I think two games for the club. I have to check back the stats. <laughs> no, you're right. You'd have to check back his two. <laughs> he wasn't there for long, and I mean, yeah. it's just. I mean, he was uh, Mark Hately. I mean, it, it, it goes without saying. You know, a Rangers icon. Mark Hately turning up at Ross County. I mean, that is a is a you know a big name signing. If you like, okay, he's at the end uh-huh. of his year. What what was what was Mark Hately like? To I'm assuming he <laughs> worked alongside him. Well, he, he didn't come and stay in Kobolki anyway. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Mark, like you say, I think he was there for two weeks. He made he, he played like two games. I'm pretty sure there were Sterling and Alawar, maybe both Sterling and Albion, but it was a shock for him. But he came up that first day, he came up and, he, and Coops was saying to him, oh, Mark, have you been training? He said, 
uh, yeah, Gaffer, I've been on my lawnmower mowing my lawn in his garden and stuff like that. It's like, but he came, he trained, and he in training he he was he just used to pass the ball into the net every time he would do shooting and stuff. He would pass it into the net. It would always go in. Um, but obviously he had his day, and I think the travelling coming up with, with one the cost for Roy was um, pretty. Um, extravagant, the Mark staying in his nice hotel with his blue steak or whatever they call it. Um, when you weighed it up, it, he didn't start well. And, you know, if you don't start well, then the, there's always people on it, yeah, on why are we doing this, why are we doing that? So, yeah, yeah, he only lasts a couple of games. But, hey, I can tick that box and say I've played in the same team as Mark Haley now. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't imagine him staying at the Kaboki farmhouse. It was the Kings Mills or the Dramossi. Uh, no, the Kings Mills it was. Uh... Aye, Mr. <laughs> Haley. Highland Football Weekly is proud to support local charity Mikey's Line, a charity based in Inverness, covering the whole of the Highlands. Set up in 2015, after a number of suicides in the area. People struggle on a daily basis with a multitude of emotional and mental health difficulties, yet only a fraction of people are able to talk about it. And Mikey's Line are here to help. They run two services, a crisis centre with appointments and drop-ins available in Inverness City Centre, but their main service is a text-based support service, which includes SMS, text messages, Facebook Messenger, web chat and Twitter. If you're feeling like you need to talk to someone about your mental health, then do so today. Text 07786 20 77 55. That's 07786 20 77 55. They're also available online, mikeysline.co.uk. They're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well. Remember, it's okay not to be okay. Jock's Talking Balls is the new podcast where four football fans debate the biggest talking points in football history with some hilarious results. Diana Ross scores that penalty. There's an argument for the greatest goal of all time because she breaks the goal. She literally breaks the goal. Each week there's a different topic where the four of us have to come to a complete agreement on a final top five. Okay, let's buckle up. It's going to be a long night. Tipso's nodding. Aldi's nodding. I'd put a cross through them yet. Oh, Ross isn't happy. He's not happy. And that's where our real opinions come to the fore. They're just a, a skid mark on, on high and football. I just hate them, they're just a shambles of a club And when comparing the two, I just find Dundee mm-hmm. deeply unpleasant Sit back and reminisce as the debate takes all sorts of turns It's the craziest, the most amazing goal celebration that we'll never see If it makes these two boys wet their knickers the way it is now, then it has to be good The back of that stand like, has an asbestos warning <laughs> I mean, come on, jeez The Jocks Talking Balls podcast, a must-listen for all football fans Find us on Spotify and other podcast platforms now Yeah, that would be worth listening to, I would love to hear that Don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at Highland Weekly, on Instagram it's at Highland Football Weekly and on Facebook it's HFW Podcast. But for now, let's get back to this week's episode. As we've kind of talked about their success on the park was, you know, was was the rapid progress of the club. Now, it's interesting as well because now we all know where County are at the moment. They're they're in the, the Premiership. Now, at that point, and, and we're talking, you know, late, late 90s, 
in terms of the two clubs in the area, Cali Thistle were the one that was outperforming Ross County. Now, of course, you know, very much changed days. Even when you look at players that go across the Keswick Bridge, it tended to be the other way about back then. What about the derbies and, and catching Cali Thistle? Because that was a, a big thing, I suppose, catching up them. They were both in that first division, um, 2000-2001 season. How was the... Well, first of all, how was it to, to catch you know, the local rivals up and then also the derbies. What are your experiences and, and memories of the, the Highland Derby? Well, my debut was in the Highland Derby. We, we played Cali on a Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday night in, at Dingwall. And that was my first game. It was, and, uh, we got beat. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm sure Barry Wilson scored. Probably in Stewart did on a muddy uh, Victoria Park. But my personal um, experience were always they were always better than us, and I hate I don't take any pleasure in saying this. Believe me, they were always better than us. They were all um, that it just seemed that they had Pele played a different style. He just let the guys they played football. We had a different style. We were um, I, I wouldn't like to say back to fun, but we tried to we had a certain way. We, we we actually we had so many players and we had a turnover of players. We, we we couldn't really get into such a good system because we were always changing players. Um, Inverness they had similar players and they, they seemed to be able to play a, uh, in a, uh, a pattern better than we did. And they, they always played well, but we we did we we did beat them one game. I remember Alec Bone scoring. I'm pretty sure it was Bone that scored a pen for us. Um, at Cali Stadium, once we beat them one 0 and that that was that was brilliant. I mean, because they, they were they were so far ahead of us, and even when we were coming through the leagues, they always got up before we did until it got to the the first division. It then kind of got similar, but yeah, they were always ahead of us, and it was a, the bane of my life because we, I, I, me and Roy were 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 pals, so I also had to get one over him. And I remember getting sent off in a in a derby at Cali Stadium because I had a couple of tackles on Roy Allen. Freeland didn't think they were pretty good tackles, so he sent me off. But no, we were always playing catch up. But I'm 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 hell of a glad that the tables have turned, and now we're looking down on the the the, the Cali guys now. Yeah, the kind of the, the t- well, the tables have turned certainly in the last uh, couple of years. You mentioned there, obviously, you you know coming up against Roy McBain as well. Like say, uh, you know Charlie Christie was always the the man, the go to man for Ross County fans and Highland derbies. Anyway, um, you know some interesting battles in that midfield. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and to be honest, during our time as playing, I, I wasn't the one for mixing with the opposition at, at any stage. I mean, even. Even if we were going through the town in Inverness, I wasn't the one for stopping and speaking to, to the guys. I'm, I'm ve- was very much uh, uh, an old schooler, and and Coops, he wouldn't he would wouldn't really like us speaking to the opposition, and I and I like that because hey, they're, they're your rivals. Yeah. Now I'm an I'm an older man, and I've I've spoken to Charlie many a time after, and. Uh, um, I guess we're friends now, but on that pitch, I was why, yeah, it was we draw blood if needed. I mean, Charlie was, I wanted to kick him, he wanted to kick me. Charlie was a very, very good player, very skillful, but he had that nastiness that, um, that meant your rival, good rivalry. I think he wasn't, he wasn't just a 
um, a sand dancer, as we would call him. Charlie could um, leave the boot in as well. So me and Fergie had a right good few battles with, with Charlie and whoever whoever he had in there because he had a few guys. I mean, Paul Cherry was in mm-hmm. there to start me when when they were starting out, but um, Barry Wilson was always a good one to to try and get a kick it, and I got a few kicks to him. Um, if Barry Robson, I, I've uh, chased him up and down a wing a few times. So, yeah, they were they were good. I, I was glad actually when Daisy Daisy Ross came and signed for County because I was sick fed up of kicking him. He would just get back up and just go on. He wouldn't even shout or have a, have an argument about it. <laughs> He's such a nice guy. Aye, big Daisy, big Daisy Ross is. You're right there, and it's a. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, you know. It was, it was funny. I was talking to you know Stuart Kettlewell a few weeks ago, and you know he's a, I suppose in his playing day he was a you know a, an old fashioned combative midfielder, and and that's what it's all yeah. about, and especially in, in those types of games as well. What what about your your own teammates, Kenny? Because you know you've obviously mentioned you know so many there. Who who were the who were the guys you, you enjoyed playing alongside in, in the Ross County sides over the years? You're right. There, there has been so many, but I, I, I guess for me, the the one constant that was always there was was um, Stephen Ferguson. We were always we were, I guess we were fortunate, but but we we there was always guys getting signed to play in all positions, but we managed to fend them off for the majority of our time. I guess up until probably Alex Smith came. But yeah, uh, Fergie was uh, he. I, I was sitting. Um, make sure our, our defence was covered and he would go and um, get into the box and get some goals. And then when we lost the ball, we were both back in there uh, together. But, I mean, Nicky Walker, when, 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 I, when I got my eye injury, Nicky was really uh, amazing for me. He would, do, he would always be talking on a pitch, telling me who was coming where and where to go. And, um, and big Ian Maxwell was the same. We, we had a... We had a good core. We had Nicky, Max, uh, me, myself, and Fergie, and um, everybody else just kind of fitted in around about. Aye, that kind of spine of the team is well. Every every good side needs that kind of spine throughout the team as well. Now, but, but, we, so, but, we, but we had a we had a good um, we had a few guys that came in and uh, they managed to get moved. I mean, Derek Derek Adams. I speak to Derek every week. Yeah, um, we're, we're we're still really close, but he, he came in and managed to get himself a, a move to to Motherwell, which was 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 brilliant. And he went on and had a, a terrific he had a terrific career up to then. Even yeah. when I was at, when I was at Hull, Derek was at Burnley, Burnley. So we we kind of we both we both left Aberdeen at a similar time, and our our, our career paths were were very similar. And then we got to County, and then he. He went on and played in the Premier League, and I, I was, I stayed on at County and um, whatever. And then we had um, big Neil Tarrant. He came up from um, Darlington, and he ended up getting a move to Aston Villa. So, it, it, County was a good. Um, it ended up being what Roy looked for it to be right at the start. It was a. a, a club where we could get some young uh, guys in that wanted to better themselves, so we could either sell them off or they could grow the club together if we managed to keep them together for long enough mm-hmm. and um, and these guys moving on and I guess there's been has been a lot more moved on since since I left like Mackay Stevens even um, Rodgers yep. these sort of guys that have, that have moved on but hardly playing any first team football 
well, even in the in the current day, um, Ross Stewart a couple of weeks ago left for for Sunderland as well. So that kind of um, that ethos is still very much alive at the club now. Kenny, we, we talked about him already, and and kind of in passing reference, um, Neil Cooper. Now he, yeah. he leaves Ross County, um, you know, early early two thousands anyway, and he's you know as we as we mentioned, he was the man that brought you to the club. Now, sadly, no longer with us as well. Sum up, just you know, if you can, you know, just what what kind of guy Neil Cooper was to to work a, a, alongside. Well, I guess I guess when you're working for your hero, it's 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 hard to put into words, um, but. Neil taught me a lot about football. I, he, I wouldn't say he taught me a lot about how to live your life because he, he was he was a happy-go-lucky character, I guess, who did a lot of things he probably shouldn't have done. But football-wise, he taught me lots of things. He played in the same position. He gave me um, tips on and how to do things. I, I used to be. I used to want to run whenever a lot. I would lose a ball or. I would run about and trying to get it back, and he would teach. No, no, you need to get back in your position, and um, the the best thing to do for the team is to get our shape back. And the, the little wee things that um, stand you in good stead. But um, yeah, yeah, I I I I played on when I probably should not have for Neil. If if it had been anybody else, I probably wouldn't have because we had um, we had a a good relationship. He, uh, I I I I'd done anything I could for him, and and he done the same for me. I mean, it was a yeah, it was a win-win situation. It wasn't all one way either way, and um, I was saddened to see him go. Um, I mean, to leave Ross County because at the end of the day, it does no matter what anybody says. The players always it's the players that get the manager, the sacking to be to be involved in the change room when when. Um, in, the manager gets the sack. It's like it was, it was, it was hurtful. It was, a, I was embarrassed because we'd always been had a, a good relationship. We'd, we'd, um, the, 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 the team had always fought tooth and nail for um, the manager, and, and maybe that was a changing of the guard. Maybe that a lot of a lot of us left just no longer after that. And and like I said at the very start, when when Bobby had. Had left county. Maybe that was just the time where they needed a change of direction. Uh, I do fully believe that if Neil had stayed in charge and we had gotten a few different players in it, we would have then he would have been able to take us up to the next level. I've no doubt about that. He's he, he had um, amazing experience at top level football, and he was an amazing coach. He was he he'd done all his badges. He'd been everywhere, studied football, and and he could coach. He could talk. Uh, Football and he could actually manage the people as well. So he he had everything, and I'm and I'm sure uh, as not only me but a lot of people will have learned a lot on football wise from from Neil Cooper. Now, now personally, I only met the guy. Well, only spent you know a couple of minutes in his company when he was manager of Peterhead after a game once. Um, we've had a lot of a lot of guys who've worked with Neil. Um, Played under him, worked alongside him. You know, talk very, very fondly of him. Um, and you know, it goes without saying a, a larger than life character. What's the kind of abiding memory or your abiding memory of of, of Neil Cooper? Well, I guess you said he was, he was uh, larger than life, but he was He he put on a persona to people, and if and 
I guess only a few know this. Uh, Fergie's maybe told you this. I don't know, but we 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 were pretty close to Neil, and uh, but it, it didn't score us any points. I mean, we I got left out before Fergie would have got left out. I had arguments with Neil. Fergie backed me up to change him. Stupid daft things, but he he had uh, he had done a, a, a different side to him. Uh, I mean, he was a, a gentle giant. I remember once in training. He used to join in at training to start we um, in our early days, and um, I remember going in a tackle once with him and <laughs> and and winning. It must have been because he was old and too slow. But anyway, he came in the next day and he was on crutches and he was not happy with me whatsoever. But it didn't last long. But he he had a persona that everybody thought he was he was always this funny guy, but he wasn't. He had he he, had, he was a lot deeper than that. Whenever. If we lost an away, especially an away game, if we lost and we would come back up the road in the bus and we would stop and um, put Lockery for our chips and stuff, and he would go missing for, for half an hour, an hour, and we would have to wait and maybe even go looking for him if he didn't come back because he, he hurt it. He loved, he loved his football. He loved the club. He, he just wanted to make things better. And if we didn't win, he took it personally. He took it as a, a personal insult on himself and um, yeah, he's 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 well to win was something that has stayed stayed with me and um, yeah, that, that is my abiding memory of him. Isn't it just everybody's seen the funny side of Neil and yeah. and uh, so but it was the other side the, the how hurt he was when we got beat. Now you you mentioned that a couple of times uh, already. Obviously, you know you have you have the an eye injury and you suffer an infection, which you know two thousand and three year. You're basically forced to re- retire from the game uh, through your injury, but we know that's not the case because you you know you continue to pull the boots back on. You leave Ross County around that time, uh, and then shortly after you you, you arrive at Devon Vale um, and and pull the boots back on. A, a case was that just a case of you know you just wanted to to keep playing as long as you could, and uh, or was there kind of medical advice that, at that time to say perhaps you you know you could resume playing. No, it, it definitely wasn't. I wanted to keep playing as long as I could. I did, obviously, but um, the medical advice was the same. I went to Devon Vale as Greg's number two, and that was my plan. There was there was no plan to to go back to playing as much as I missed it. But um, I remember uh, I got the Edgar David style glasses. Uh, uh, there was a, an optician in Banff that that looked wanted to sponsor me and. Um, to cut a long story short, we got these glasses and I tried them out and in training and stuff, but it just wasn't for me. There was, there was, it was bringing. I didn't need to bring any attention on myself with the way I played, so uh, I didn't need glasses to bring any more attention. So the, it, that didn't work for me. But I, I, I then thought, um, well, why not? Uh, let's go and try and um, see see how I, I, I cope because. The, the, after I got my first operation and they told me not to play again and, and I did um, when Neil Cooper asked uh, the, the plan was to, to stop then I, I was only coming back to play to help him out for a couple of pre-season games and then they it carried on to the full season and then um, when Neil left and uh, Alex Smith came and I was injured. I had just gotten a hernia operation, I think it was, and uh, I was just coming back and it just it didn't feel right. And I remember once in training, I got the ball off the eye 
and um, it split my pupil. And then I, that's when I decided I had to, to retire and I left Ross County. But so, but the, the, when I went to Dublin Vale and, and they got these glasses and thought about playing, I went to the the surgeon and he said, "Look, you're you're not in any more or less risk than you was before." So. You're training less, you're playing less than you would have been if you're full-time. So the risk is there, but you're, there's less, less of a risk than you would be full-time. So I, I took the risk and um, went back and started playing again for or started training with Greg and he uh, asked me to play, so I did. <laughs> and of course, Greg Carroll and Devon Vale, very, very successful time. Uh, we all know about Greg's achievements in the game. And I suppose, you know, when you have a wee bit of time out, okay, um, you know you're you're desperate to get back involved. If you like, did you miss did you miss that kind of football bug? Yeah, no, definitely, still do, still do. To um, but yeah, it, it was it was weird. I, I probably had maybe half a year um, out doing nothing, and I had many kind offers. And uh, um, George Adams uh, phoned me the day after I stopped playing initially and said, "Look." Get yourself down. He was at Rangers at the time. Get yourself down to Murray Park tomorrow. Um, I'll uh, take you around here and introduce you to the guys, and um, we'll we'll see about getting your badges and stuff. And I didn't want to do my badges, but uh, I didn't tell George that at the time. So I went and had a look around Murray Park, and obviously it was amazing. But it was Rangers. I'm an Aberdeen fan. It was and so it was the wrong colour. But um, I I didn't pursue the the coaching way. I just I had came through. The large stuff when I was a, a young player, and uh, I just I didn't for one reason or another, I, I didn't see me as being one of these guys, so um, I didn't do it. And then Greg, the call came from Greg, and to to be perfectly honest, Greg's intention was never for me to be playing. I knew Greg from school; he was a couple of years older for me at school, oh, yeah, okay. and he was he was he was a goalie playing for for Northfield or well, Torrey then Northfield, I think. And then um, he just asked me to come along, and and I did. And it, Greg's ideas were brilliant, but we both so, thought the same way about football. He, he wasn't everybody's cup of tea, but his record is is up there with the best of them in the Highland League, to be honest. Yep. And um, yeah, he he he, yeah, he I, I learned a lot of Greg, and we won we won uh, the the league in the I think it was my second year there. But it, there was a lot of challenges there as well, Greg. Greg done amazingly well because he was up against it. He was still, he wasn't a fair bump, but it was still these people um, in the background wanting others in there. It was like, uh, he had a hard job, but he coped with it so well. He, he really did. Uh, he's he's done, done himself very proud. And he had a good core uh, Aberdeen boys in his team. He had a good core uh, Bamfers and, and Bucky in his team. So he had a good mix of everything. So it wasn't although he was... He, he was um, swayed to one side or the other. He was he he done a great job in managing that. Yeah, and his achievements are still rightly uh, up there uh, with uh, with them, the best of them. Um, you you'd return to if you like. We've kind of gone full circle because you <laughs> joined Ross County in the in the third division, uh, and then you, you you're back in the third division shortly after um, Elgin City and Robbie Williamson comes calling now. Uh, initially, you all your your assistant manager to to be at Elgin, uh, and also you, you you pull the boots back on for the for the black and whites as well. Um, working with Robbie, how was that? How did that um, 
conversation come about? You know, Robbie got the job, obviously, keen to, to get you involved. Yeah, he Robbie just gave me a call and he said he was looking for a, an assistant and would I be up for it? And, and to be honest, I was happy. I was playing um, for Devon Vale. We were, we were a good team. We were always there challenging for honours, winning something every year. But when I was playing, it was always that because I was playing, I always wanted to play at the highest level I could. And so when Robbie, and although it wasn't in a playing role to start with, um, there was always a, the opportunity, I think, there for me to, to prove, as, oh, not just as an assistant, but hey, I, can, I can make this team better um, by playing. So, yeah, it, for me, it was to play in third division and um, to get the opportunity to do it for Robbie, who, who I knew very, very well. It was, it was, it was brilliant. And Robbie's, Robbie's ideas were so different to what I thought they would be. Uh, and coaching-wise, they were, they were... Robbie's training was second to none. It was really, 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 really put in the effort on the training ground. It was, and I, I see I was surprised because uh, me and Robbie played a, a similar sort of way, and, um, but his coaching was so, so football-orientated. It was, it was unbelievable. And it was a shame that he didn't manage to turn that out, or we didn't manage to turn that around because we had, we had a good squad of youngish type of players there, but we just couldn't get them together for long enough periods to make them better. And once every every Saturday, once a week, sorry, on a Saturday, wasn't enough. We couldn't have trained the, the, guy, the guys from Glasgow, so it was just we were training with the North guys, but they weren't always playing it just it wasn't it wasn't enough. We, we it's a shame because I always look for Elgin's results and I, hey I hope we do do very very well. But there was an opportunity there at Elgin and um, it was a missed one for for everybody. I think. I mean when 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 Robbie and I um, were there, we had Robbie has great ideas for generating extra revenue. He, he's he's a he's a he's a salesman. He's got he's got all the the contacts he can sell sand to the Arabs, <laughs> um, and then um, so he had that side covered. But whether they listen to him or not, I don't know. But from the footballing side, Fergie had just gone to hadn't had just gone, but he'd he'd been doing his badges. He was working at Stenhouse Muir, rave reviews. He'd done loads of good things for the community, mm-hmm. and um, we we got a, a meeting organised for Fergie to come up and spoke to, to Graham Tatters. Um, Robbie and I were there, or I was there, I can't remember if Robbie was, but uh, anyway, um, we we had a vision for Elgin, but it needs buy-in from everybody. And they didn't they didn't have that futuristic vision where where if they just spent a penny, the, the rewards would come tenfold in the future. They just they, they they'd never seen it. And I was a bit I was a little bit embarrassed because Fergie then went down the road thinking, oh. Coming up the road, he was all excited about a, a new adventure and yep. potentially starting something um, a, a big area. Elgin's a, a big catch, but oh, absolutely, you've got, the, massive, you've got yeah. the, sur- the surrounding areas. It was a, it was a, a huge scope for him. And then he went down the down the road, deflated because he knew in the meeting that he didn't uh, that these guys that were in the meeting weren't uh, they weren't uh, on the same wavelengths as we were and he was. So, so that was a it was a disappointing part of the Elgin stay and then obviously we, we, we couldn't get the results. It was a 
there was a, another error and we played, um, I think it was Joe Marlin or Mark Rogers. Yeah. We played a goalie Marlins. that, that yeah. wasn't, wasn't assigned in time or whatever in the Scottish Cup. And that kind of started a, a wee downfall there. Then we got beat in a, a replay by one of the Whitehall Welfare, maybe one of these teams yeah, down the road. Spartans, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, then that was it. It was a shame because uh, Robbie certainly deserves a, a chance at management again because honestly he's he's, re- he's very very good. I think we've well, I've spoken to Robbie uh, before on the podcast and, and we talked about Elgin City and I think the the, the main the main or the main the, the key thing I would take away from um, from what you're saying and also Robbie's time and what he said at the club is just fr- frustration. You know, it just yeah. it just couldn't get to work. I mean, everything was was. You know the ideas were were rare. That you know the the heart was in the play, the right place, if you like. But yeah, just didn't just didn't didn't happen. And I think that's the the key thing is just frustration at that that spell. I I think I think there was a lot of politics and then maybe speaking out of turn. I didn't get involved in it. And but there, there's too much politics at boardroom level. I mean, there's not enough investment for them to do anything. If I'm being honest, if if they they can get themselves out of that league. Uh, and progress then fair play to them but you've got huge businesses within Elgin Baxter's Walker's you name it you've got investment there but nobody wants to invest in Elgin for because of the the people involved I think I don't know but there I mean I, I'm not saying this would have happened but I, we, we and we didn't ever go to Nicky and ask him for um, any investment for Walker's but these companies if Elgin were Flying high, and they were getting promotion. They were in the in the public eye. They were the media now goes to to these sort of games. They would have wanted to get involved, but they they, they just no the, the the people involved just couldn't see that. There was they were still running it in a high league mentality, just just trying to get to the boardroom for a drink after the game. Now, we've, as I mentioned, we we spoke to Robbie um, about his about his time at Elgin City. Well. Not about his, his time at Elgin City, just his obviously his career as well. Now, the one thing that, um, in fact, having interviewed Robbie a couple of times after the game, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes he needed a wee bit of time just to, to cool down. Um, and it's funny because we, we heard both sides of the story. He told the story about how he, uh, how and, how and Craig Campbell come to blows and, and Craig Campbell uh, told his side of the story as well at, at Mossett Park in a North of Scotland Cup final. But... Um, I mean, in terms of, he's obviously a, a passionate guy, loves his football, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve. You know, at times, did you have to maybe, you know, try and um, have a, a wee word with him to, to, to cool him down in, in dressing room situations? To be honest, um, we were probably the worst combination you could ever think of because we were both <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, I mean, um, but I, I would have to, in, in Robbie's defence, he was... Mental. I mean, he could go ballistic, but it was all articulate. He, he wasn't going ballistic shouting for the sake of shouting. There was method behind it. He would take you up on the, the board and he would show you. Maybe he would, he would go on a rant, but he would take you up on the board and he would show you what he was looking for and what you did and didn't do. So it wasn't just an old school hairdryer. There was, there was method behind it. So... No, I, 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 I didn't think I calmed him doing any. I probably made him worse. But no, but that's what I'm saying. He, he, 
he could he could speak football a lot. He was intelligent when he was in his management way of getting his point across. And yeah, hey, I think you need a hairdryer once in a while. I'm pretty sure that a lot of players still need it now, but you you you're not allowed to do that. But no, I, I I wouldn't say he was any any worse than anybody else. Coops was Coops was he was ten times worse than Robbie in a change room. Okay, so you're saying that that. At Elgin City in the dressing room, it was bad cop, bad cop. There's no way. Bad cop, bad cop. Yeah, bad cop, worst cop. Bad <laughs> cop. If you spoke back, then you would get you would get me. <laughs> no, but yeah. To be fair, the, the guys in um, Kami especially said these guys they had ultimate respect for Robbie. So and sometimes you know yourself. Hey, I, I'm 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 a, I'm a working man and. I mean, you you got to sometimes just take a slack and get going with it and get out there and prove them wrong on a pitch. Yeah. That's where me and Robbie come from. When we give, whenever I would go to any stick from a manager, I certainly would have never spoke back to him. Uh, I would have been out there and I would have been made sure that I performed to my best and some in the second half, so I could prove them wrong or prove them what prove them right that I, uh, that I could do. It was never. I was never one for a back chat, and it still, uh, I still um, cringes me now to think of the people, and they do it. Uh, everybody back chats now and again. Hey, I've got three kids, and um, the the back chat me now, and I said, if I used to back chat my mum and dad the way you chat me, I would. <laughs> but no, it's just I think that's just uh, kids nowadays. But there was an uh, there was utmost respect for for Robbie and that changed him, that's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned two guys there. I know that they have, uh, they, you know, they think of the world of of Robbie, and and that's a you know a really nice relationship as well. Um, yeah. Kenny, obviously you, you touched on it there. Um, that your time at Elgin comes to an end at, at that kind of. Uh, with the Spartan Scottish Cup. Uh, in terms of, you, you also mentioned earlier on, you're you're out the game just now, if you like. Um, uh, you know, you're you're working at the moment. Um, still looking on and, and still, are you still, you know, keen to get involved at football at some level? Um, I, I, to be honest, I know the, the, uh, the time it takes up and the commitment is involved in football. And uh, some people that's not involved in football don't realise the level of commitment you need, even at the Highland League, it's 24-7. Uh, I don't buy anybody that says it's it's part-time, especially when you're in the management side. I mean, even assistant to Greg, I was on Greg's house every other night we were discussing players, tactics, everything like that. So it would it would it would take something a little bit different for me to to get back into and don't get me wrong, I, I, I it's not for the want of trying when when I first um was out uh football for any sort of period of time after um second time at Devonville I did um go back in I, I, I spoke to him about the 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 Vale job when Scotty I think maybe even when Scotty and Glenny left I can't remember but anyway uh, I, but I wasn't chosen and uh, uh I loosely spoke to Keith uh, a, a few years ago and but after that no it's 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 too much of a commitment. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in a position in my my work and family life to to give that commitment. It's yeah. It's your whole weekend and it's two nights at least a week and every other hour that you can spare on the phone to players, to directors, or whatever. It is a full time job and hands up to all these guys that, that do it. All the, albeit just now they're probably 
I'm probably doing absolutely nothing, but um, when things get back, it is, it's a full-time job. Oh, they've got to uh, but, but record. Sorry, sorry, don't get me wrong. I, I miss football. I miss it. Uh, um, I, I watch too much, my wife says, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I try and uh, pick the games that I watch. But yeah, I, I, I love football. I was born... I was born doing football, I guess. And that's why we love the game, Kenny. It's um, been yeah. brilliant to, to catch up with you and uh, and look over your your career. Of course, we you know we've talked a lot about Ross County and some some about Aberdeen and Elgin City as well. Uh, but uh, Kenny, thank you very much for sparing um, an hour of your time. It's been it's been brilliant. No problem, no problem at all. Any time. Um, it was. Good to, um, to speak to you. It's always good to... There's probably loads of things that I've forgot to, to, to tell you about, but um, I think I got most of them. I get, one thing, I, I remember when I was under 15 Scotland schoolboy, we played in the last game. I think it, the, the market of it is the last game at um, the Dingwall before they took the stand down. It was all wooden stand. And we played Scotland v England. We played in that game. I think that was the last one before they tore the stand down. So there was there was some Ross County in me right even back there when I was fifteen. I remember going um, over that bridge and we were in our bus and they were playing the Flower of Scotland. Everybody was singing it, going over the bridge to yeah. get to the to the stadium. But one last one last thing that I would uh, and I, I say it when I'm ever I mention Ross County is that um, the, the the man that's in charge has has been there now for for a while and um, without them. There would be there would be nothing. I mean, there would be no nobody has has managed to put their hand in their pocket as much as Roy, and and I, I don't just mean that in, in in monetary value. I mean the the hours that he puts into to the job. Uh, he's many a times threatened to to not threatened to, but I mean took a side step, but he just he he always comes back. He just can't he can't stay away, and they they, they need him. They would. Without them, they wouldn't have been the same club. And now I'm glad that he's got um, um, Fergie in there as his CEO because there's nobody that bleeds the club more than Roy, than Fergie, that's for sure. I've had many conversations with Roy over the years and um, Fergie has came through that club. I mean, he's been... He's, he's actually been a young boy, if you think about it, because Fergie was probably only 18, 19 when he came to Ross County. So he's been a young boy, first team, Coach, youth development officer. Done. Uh, I mean, he was a he was a youth director. He was yep. coach, assistant, first team. Now he's CEO. If you if you can find somebody else in football that's done yeah. all these things, and uh, there's not many of them. Yeah, you're right. It's uh... so, yeah, the clubs are definitely in good hands, and and I'm sure they'll get out their latest predicament. Um, it, it was a shame that they didn't. Get out to when when Fergie and um, Stephen Kettlewell was there because or Stuart Kettlewell, sorry, because I think that was a the right setup they had. That, that was that was a dream. It was to have people involved at the club right through all levels that had been right through all levels, and that takes time. That doesn't happen overnight because the, um, Fergie for sure had done that. Just said he came through every level. You can't buy somebody in to do that. You need to you need time and Roy. Has um, had that time at the club, and he's he's managed to take at least one. I mean, Fergie right the way through there. Left for a few years, but came back, and um, yeah, to have these two guys um, at the at the tip of the Ross County 
uh, point, it means that they're, I, I personally think they'll be in good hands uh, going forward. Yeah, and, and fingers crossed. I mean, I know they got a fantastic girl on the weekend and, uh, well, a massive fan of, of John Hughes as well. So I, I wish them, well, we wish them all the best. And I, I, definitely, I definitely. They will survive. Kenny, uh, thanks again. It's been brilliant to catch up with you and, and share some of your, your stories and your memories from your career. I'm sure, as I said earlier on, there was a lot of Kenny Gilbert love on, on Twitter last week when um, your anniversary came up. So I'm sure most <laughs> County fans will enjoy this one as well. Kenny, yeah. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. No problem. Cheers, Ian.